0: What is going on, beautiful people, listeners of the program? What's happening? Welcome back to the RPD show. Why did I say that so quietly? Welcome back to the RPD show. <laughs> um, right now, I'm just talking to myself, but uh, recording an episode today with a special guest. And, you know, this is some, just been something that I've been doing here and there. Um, this next guest I'm a huge fan of. She's a rock star in itself. Uh we met for the first time at Good Looks Music Festival. I'll I'll do a better intro of her later, but I'm excited to do this with Natalie Carr. Wow, all right. We are well, I guess it's not a mystery right now. I was about to I already did a little bit of an intro why before I let Natalie in, but we are back and live on the RPD show. I am super, super excited to talk RPD with, my, gu- <laughs> with my guest today. I'm a huge fan of her work and she's just a great person. And oh, we met actually for the first time at Good Looks Music Festival and kind of was like, let's do this. And I'm like, oh yeah. So long yeah. story short, we're here and we're about to talk music and life and all the good things and maybe some oh. bad. I don't know. Who knows? But uh,
1: <laughs> no, don't make me nervous. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm just kidding. But anyways, everyone, please welcome Natalie Carr, the one and only.
1: Hello. N-
0: Natalie, how are you doing today?
1: I'm great. I had a really productive day.
0: Hey, that's yeah. that's amazing.
1: I um, had to package up my merch to send to people. Um, by like color size, like wrote out all their addresses, and then realized people ordered shirts I don't have, um, which was uncomfortable. So, but everyone's been really cool about it. So that's what I was doing today. And it took me way longer than I thought it would.
0: Wow. That's, hey, I mean, that's a good problem to have, but uh, I think that's really cool that you, I mean, as an independent artist, you're literally doing everything yourself
1: to very hands-on I can't wait I think the next time I do merch I'm gonna try to go through like a company of some sort um because it's definitely a lot you know and it's it's not my strong suit I'm not good at this this side of things so um luckily it's not totally what I do all the time but yeah
0: it works for now you know I mean it once if it's getting to the overwhelming point that's when you got to bring someone in and hopefully I can you know because I mean you can't do you know you can't, can't do, do the you can't do the put the you can still put the um what, 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 what am i looking for like
1: the love into it yeah,
0: yeah you can still do that but it's you're not gonna it's going to also be in someone else's hands just because it's impossible to keep up with large quantities with one person you know like it's it's a lot. I've, Luckily,
1: I've... it's not a huge quantity, but even, you know, it, just, it does take time to do that kind of thing, but it's always fun because at least now, you know, like I get to give people like it's coming from me, it's coming from my home, um, and it's very casual and I love that. I love, you know, getting to know the people that like buy merch, you know what I mean? Like on a deeper level, if I don't already know them, um, it means the world to me. So it's just, you know, the extra touch of being like, I'm doing this. Yeah. Like out of my house.
0: Mm-hmm. That's I love it. That's like, I don't know, that just builds so much with because I I think like it's so important to treat people like whether people are a fan of you or whoever, you know, just treat people as human beings. You know, whether yeah. if you're an A-list celebrity or just the fan going to a show, it's like, I don't know, It, it people are going to remember that. And, you know, like
1: hundred when,
0: you know, when your day, your moment comes, all these people that were buying your merch you know in, in 2021 90%. and yeah. they look back a few years from now you know they're like oh wow i remember by i, I was there when i was she was shipping it from her house that's so crazy let's yeah. go you know team yeah. natalie <laughs> so, yeah
1: that's
0: that's what it's about i i love that um that that sounds very productive i mean that that's a challenging task a
1: productive day yeah how was your day <laughs> eh,
0: I, I mean you know i just went to work and um now i'm here you know took a shower feel clean
1: um love that
0: then you know off to doing other things you know it's kind of like whether it's podcast stuff or just music stuff just
1: never ending yeah Yeah, there's there's always
0: something that we got going on so but thank you for asking what's uh so so I, i saw you what like about we like met up for the first time about a month ago, I think right around that good looks music festival. What a, what a fun and challenging and interesting time that was, (laughs) but we, I mean, it wasn't challenging. It was fun. I'm I'm not.
1: They're always a little challenging. I mean, I have only been performing for, you know, the last year I would say, and not even a full year that I've been like performing. My first performance ever was in June of uh, this year. So it's interesting, you know, I've played a few shows since then. Um, you know, there's always something that you haven't prepared for that goes wrong or fumbles like in the last minute. Um, and I'm learning that that if you just expect that something is going to go wrong every single time, it makes your life a lot easier.
0: <laughs> yeah, honestly, I mean, you just got to um, roll with the punches. Right. I, I feel like that's the biggest. You got to have thick skin, I feel like, yeah. in the music industry and just you got to be able to. Accept what's happening and not. And I think the biggest skill you can really have is just learning how to react and not like let certain Mm -hmm. situations,
1: uh, yeah, like overwhelm
0: you or, yeah, or, yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, it's definitely difficult to master. I have not, I probably won't ever, but
0: that's okay. I mean, I don't think anyone really ever does. It's more of just. But anywho, what have you been up to since uh, we uh, I last saw you? I, I saw you had a pretty awesome time in New York. You had a show.
1: I love, it's so wonderful when people ask me about that. Like just, you know, being in and around Charlotte and like Um, I had such a great time up there. The show was awesome. It was with um, this company called Breaking Sound and they do kind of like artist showcases in different cities. So I was in the one in New York um, as well as they have like a radio program and I believe a podcast. Um, And so it was just really, really fun. Like the other artists that performed were absolutely amazing. Um, And I was so happy to like meet them in person and like make friends with them Um, and it was really extra special because my family could come I'm from outside of New York City Um, and so I had you know friends from college and high school that live in New York City that were able to show up and it just meant the world to me and it was definitely a different kind of nerve um, because I I have stage fright like every time I perform it's always always there Um, and so having done shows in and around Charlotte um, for the past six or seven months was like one thing but then going up there and performing um, you know, in front of all of these people that I've known since like birth was like <laughs> different. Um, but yeah, that been working on so many new songs. Um, a lot of them are getting mastered this week and I'm really, really excited to share them. Um, and just other content really, that's what I've been up to.
0: That's awesome. I'm glad everything went well in New York. That sounded from what I saw, it looked like an awesome time. Yes. Um, big, big misconception though. If I I live in New York state, but in Buffalo, that's seven hours from the city. If I was closer, I probably would have been there, but that's okay. I, it happens all the time where uh, people will be like, oh yeah, you're, you're close to this. No, no, I'm, not, I'm on the opposite side of New York.
1: No, New York is a huge state. I don't think people yeah. realize how, how big it is. It's huge. Um, yeah,
0: it, it's ginormous.
1: Yeah, but. absolutely. Um, New York is just a, a little dot. In the very lower part of it um and people don't always realize that so yeah but it was fun it was nice to be home yeah, yeah.
0: love to hear that it's always good to be you know with family and friends especially mm-hmm. people that just know you from you know they don't care about
1: and like most of that the was- extra yeah. stuff you know like my parents have never seen me perform i don't even think they've ever like heard me sing live
0: wow so, so that, that that's amazing then yeah so um, that's
1: really special yeah
0: i kind of if you really have an answer for it, but um, you, you brought, you sparked my brain with a question. What, like, like, how do you get yourself, you know, you talked about dealing with like stage fright. How does that, like are there any routines or habits that you do before the show to kind of get, or is it just like right when it starts, you kind of get over it or is it, I'm just curious because I'm not like a performer, but I I, I hear that all the time from friends that are artists or just people in band, you know, it's it's definitely not, you know, it's probably very intimidating, obviously.
1: Well, I think that's so interesting because you talk to so many artists so often and you work with so many amazing artists and to think that, you know, several or if not many of them have stage fright, that's comforting to me because I feel like a lot of the artists I know it's like they were born to do this. They were born to be on stage. It's like where they're the happiest and the most alive. And I've noticed that once I ease in and get comfortable, I am so happy and electrified to be up there. Um, and there's moments I just never want it to end. And then I've had other performances where I'm like, I cannot wait to get off the stage. I'm just like, fake it till you make it. Um, and I, I haven't really found any strategies that work. I just, I'm shaking up until I'm up there and I'm just, I think pretty good at hiding it, um, and I I don't know if you're a vocalist, but it's definitely hard to sing when you're shaking, when you're nervous. It's almost impossible. Um, but I, you know, I, I try to practice through moments like that and and get myself to a place where at least I can like look like I'm doing a good job or sound like I'm doing a good job until the the nerves go away. Um, Because if the audience is great, inevitably they will because they're giving you such positive feedback and reinforcement and you're up there and you're looking at them, you're interacting with them. Um, So I I mean, I haven't found anything specifically, but I imagine that it will go away with time. The more and more I keep doing it and putting myself in situations, uh, I believe that it will go away. Maybe not forever. I'm sure there's performances even for major artists where, you know, I don't know, like Coachella or something where they're like, wow, the stakes are so high today and, you know, the Super Bowl for some of these people. But I I imagine one day it'll really go away. Or at least that's my hope. And that's what I tell myself. But until then, it's just a condition that I'm going to sit with and work through and do the best I can because I can't really change it, you know?
0: Absolutely. I mean, that's really all you can do. But I I never would have uh, known that if you would have.
1: Well, that's uh, good. (laughs) So, like,
0: you're very well at hiding it. But I, i that's... Wow. That's, that's incredible. I'm, I'm. Well,
1: good looks was so fun. And I think part of the reason why, you know, in recent times that was before New York, that was the one performance I remember being like, Oh my God, I wasn't nervous at all. I had the most fun up there. It was super dope, but it's because we had so many other artists that were in the audience and we were all supporting one another. And it just felt really right. Um, like it made me so happy to look out in the audience and see some of, you know, my artist friends from around Charlotte, um, smiling at me like that was so validating, you know, because I think we need each other as small artists, like and artists in general need each other and we need to support one another. And so I think that really just warmed my heart and calmed me down. Um without being sappy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that, I that definitely probably played a huge part in it. I could see. I mean that was honestly probably the highlight of uh the festival for me, just seeing everyone being friends and supporting each other, whether if you were on stage or Buxton was on stage or Trev or just all the yeah. other amazing artists. And it was just like such a community. Or even there's even uh some people that, you know, were there that weren't even performing but were just there to support. And yeah. that the community feeling is it's you gotta have that, you know, because it's sure. it's tough to navigate, you know, and yeah. it's Charlotte has a good little thing going, I think there's a lot of Up and coming talent, which is I think really exciting.
1: Yes, and it's such an honor to to meet some of the folks you just mentioned, like for the first time or second or third, whatever. But to know that like we have each other's backs and we're all working really hard towards similar goals in the same place. Um, And it's not in LA, it's not in Nashville, it's not in New York. It's you know somewhere that's a little bit more off the map or a little bit more off kilter. And just to know that we are supporting one another, that's really important to me
0: hundred percent. That's, uh, um, how you got to do it. You know, just support love and support goes a long way. Yeah. You cut going back to the, the, the stage fright. I don't mean to highlight it too much, but so normally I, so I, I had a little bit of stage fright for this because normally I like prepare questions and, you know, we were talking or like, how about Tuesday? I'm like, okay, cool. And then I realized, oh yeah, that's tomorrow. So I'm kind of just winging it. Not, I love it. I mean, I I, ha- I have I'm good at keeping a you know, I know how to talk to people, but so that
1: <laughs> I love that for you. I think we're doing great. No, I know.
0: Need- we're knocking out of the park. <laughs> yeah,
1: totally. <laughs>
0: um I'm I'm curious. I'm curious uh like your upbringing. You you said you're from outside of New York City. Hmm. Uh what drew you to Charlotte initially? Is it If I'm not mistaken, you went to uh, Duke?
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: Okay. Cool. I did my homework. I did my homework. (laughs)
1: um, Yeah. So I went to Duke and um, graduated. And I kind of went there on a whim. I was in high school and I was working really, really hard in school. And I had like perfect grades and I was president of everything. And I was like, I'm going to be a doctor or a lawyer or something important and academic and not ever to to denounce uh, those career paths. I think that they're really awesome. Um, But I was like, I'm gonna go to a good school and it's gonna be outside of this area. And Duke just seemed like a good fit for a lot of reasons at the time, I don't remember, but I had actually never visited North Carolina. Um, And so the first time I came to North Carolina was the day I arrived on campus as a freshman. And then four years later I graduated. And during that time, um, I thought I was gonna do and be a lot of different things, but the one thing that was the most consistent and the one thing that was nearest to my heart was music and was writing music. And I knew if I never went for it, I would never forgive myself. um, No matter how much success I attained in other career paths or whatever, you, ha- you know, like I didn't care. I just knew I had to try it. And um, so I, I started going to recording studios in Durham um, and I was working with a sound engineer, Chris West, um, who's a good friend of mine to this day. And he moved to Charlotte. And so I kind of just followed him. I didn't really know where else to go. Um, I was pretty young and I, I didn't really think I would survive like Nashville or LA at the time. Like I didn't have money saved. Um, I would totally be on my own and I know I didn't have a song out there in the world So I was like i have nothing to my name and so moving to Charlotte. It was only a few hours away from Durham And I was like that just seems like a natural solution and that's how I ended up here and then um, I just loved it and I still love it I love living in a city that's big, but it's not and I know people and everywhere I go. I see someone I know or a friendly face and um, that's just the way that I've interacted with it since I've gotten here. And I found wonderful people in Charlotte to work with, but also outside of Charlotte as things came together and, you know, a team started to assemble around me. Um, but yeah, that's the, that's the short of it.
0: <laughs> that's some, wow. That's, I didn't even, uh, I didn't know that you kind of just moved out there on a limb like that. That's, yeah. you know, I mean, I guess they say what risk it for the biscuit, you know, you just, it feels, like- feels right. Go, go with it. And. Yeah. Like you figured it out and are really building, you know, a solid um, foundation and just like community of people that like support you out there. And yeah. that's amazing. That's,
1: yeah. Charlotte's awesome. Totally. Like I think people, you know, and I get a lot even now of like, why are you here? Like, why wouldn't you now move to, you know, Insert City or, You know, like a a lot of people that live here are from here, or if they're not, they've moved here for some kind of corporate job or whatever. And I'm I'm just kind of like here, but I've just, you know, never where I am. I've lived in a lot of different cities. It's never really mattered to me. Like they all have their perks. They all have their highs and their lows and people really are the same everywhere. There's good people. There's shitty people everywhere. Um and you can find friends anywhere so i have found a home here and i don't know if i'll be here forever i doubt it but i am like happy here and it's been wonderful to be like one of the few female pop artists that are in this area so i've been able to like you know like have fans because not everyone here is an artist not everyone here is an actor it's it's a good market for me and i've, I've kind of used that to my advantage
0: i love that i mean you can always you know relocate to la or nashville or some even back in new york whenever the time's right but i think i think it's i think artists outside of like the major cities have such an advantage like i know the popular thing is just to move out to la or whatever and sleep on a couch and figure it out and do all that yeah that works for some people but I, i really think it's it's cool to uh just be on the outside looking in and i mean i i think charlotte's scene music's Scene in general is just very up and coming. I mean, they obviously got a lot of uh, attention for hip hop with the baby and all that, but there's just a lot of talented engineers and producers and artists such as yourself. Or there's there's just a lot going on. I feel like, and once thing you know, yeah, just in a few like I feel like it's a few years away from like really exploding. Just kind of in a way like how. I mean, I, I'm sure you've heard this compar- con- comparison a lot um, with like, oh, Charlotte's the next Atlanta. But like, I, I kind of see it like that, but I'm not trying to like be that person that says but, that, you know, but. but.
1: I really that, though, and When people say that, I mean, we're yeah. not geographically that far apart. We're yeah. in the same region of the United States. I mean, Atlanta um, has so much notoriety and so many amazing artists and such a rich and amazing history of music. And um you know, I think I think anywhere it can be that I I really do. I think it's about, but that brings me back to like artists supporting one another. It's about making that community. It can't just be like a one off here and there. It has to be like we're at least there's some level of cohesion. You know what I mean?
0: Absolutely. That's that's how kind of cities rise because they they have a pool of one like it's like a, not like to say like one. One, well, I guess once one person makes it, then the kind of the rest do. I mean, that's, but that's kind of how it generally works. Because this is like you all collaborate on stuff, and right, uh, it gets more noticed and blah blah blah. But mm-hmm.
1: it's
0: it's exciting. Um, going more to a music no- musical note though, I'm I'm curious to hear about like your. I'm I am like 1st of all I'm a big nerd for like behind the scenes type stuff. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm curious to hear about your songwriting process and just like. Like, do you work with a producer? Do you produce your own stuff? Or are you more of just like with the, you know, the pen game where you're yeah, writing?
1: I, I do collaborate with um, one or two producers in particular, J Mac, and then Dylan Lauder, who's a mix engineer based out of Atlanta, but he does collaborate on a lot of the production that we do um, as well as a few other producers. Um, so if anyone's listening to this and wants to shoot me some beats or some sounds or anything, samples, go for it. I listen to everything people send me, or at least I try to. Um, but as far as writing, sometimes it starts with me and a piano or a guitar. Sometimes it's just lyrics, and I'm like, you know, I'll sit on them until I find, like, some production that'll match the vibe and then incorporate them. Um, but a lot of times I am writing to two beats. Um and J-Mac and I have worked together for so long that he kind of like knows when to pick out things that I will like and gravitate towards. Um, and then, you know, I'll arrange it structurally to the way that like I hear it. Um, and so definitely a lot of, you know, lyrics, melodies, it depends what comes first. A lot of the times, like the melody will stick out and I'm like, oh, that's super catchy. And then I'll, you know, keep it a voice memo. Um, as you know, like we all have like hundreds and hundreds of them on our phones. Um, so it looks a lot like that, but lyrics, I'm always writing lyrics and, um, you know, anytime I'm in a situation, something comes to me, I'm writing it down and then, you know, with the potential to flesh it out later, but it definitely depends on the song. Um, like the one I'm working on today, I kind of asked people on TikTok. I was like, Send me three words or comment below three words and I'm going to incorporate them into a verse of a song, um, which I didn't start. That was already a trend. But um, just stuff like that to, like, you know, get the juices flowing, um, get me in a, in a creative zone and then seeing what I can do with it from there. Like, I really enjoy that. Um I've always had an affinity for words and poetry and the way that words move and flow and what they can, you know, elicit from people emotionally. It's very powerful, you know, when you're talking to a friend and they say the right thing at the right time and your mindset changes in that moment and the lights go off. I really endeavor to like try to recreate that or give that to people. Um, and I'm learning as I go.
0: Wow. I mean, that makes sense why you're, you know, a singer songwriter if you writing really clicks with you, but I've, I've, uh, yeah, I've I've really noticed that about your stuff. Like I'm a huge fan of blue lights and scraped knees. It's just very, it feels very personal, which is like, I would say is, it's not rare with pop music, but I guess it's like, the commercialized pop music is very like, they just try to make, I feel like they just try to make it catchy, you know, and it's kind of, it kind of loses it's personal feel but like when i listen to like your music i definitely like understand like yep that's authentic like natalie 100 you know like it's awesome. something Thank that like you're going through or you know yeah. so that's oh, awesome
1: gosh. i appreciate that
0: yeah no problem um Crap, I, I had a trade of thought, but I totally
1: lost it.
0: it <laughs> <laughs> been talking too much.
1: <laughs> oh, you're crushing it. This is awesome. I'm having a great time.
0: Glad, you know, that's, I, I would prefer to, you know, do this. Like I brought my whole setup with me um, when I flew down to Charlotte, but Damn. I was literally like just so busy that like, I didn't even, like I had, I think like four or five lined up. I'm like, yeah, if we have time, like Manny, Tim. Like I was going to ask you yeah. probably probably uh, Chris, you know,
1: mm-hmm.
0: just it would be fun because the in-person sure. ones are just a different vibe. You know, not that this isn't a vibe, but it's uh, what
1: you mean? I don't
0: know. It's just like trippy. You just like you're, you're like, talking and then you realize like, oh, yeah, microphone's in front of us.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um.
0: Crap. No, it was like something good, too. I, I, this is this is upsetting, but I'm sure it'll hit randomly hit me when uh we're talking about something else and then it's like oh yeah going back to like yeah. tw- 10 mi- 10 minutes ago
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, man, <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: sorry brain brain fart over here um uh, shoot well sorry i lost i totally just, I like, lost. like last okay hit me up um, yeah let's so
1: are we as good looks happening next year
0: from my are understanding
1: we need to talk about that with your followers on your podcasts and Um, You know, just being a part of it. I didn't have a lot of insight into what was going on before or after. I know how much work went into it, just like the sheer amount of effort. Um, And I took it as a super positive experience. So I'm just curious as like your thoughts on it, reflecting on it now.
0: I thought everything went great. And I thought everyone did a great job that was involved. Um, It's like such an accomplishment to like throw a DIY festival like that especially you know when you're you know you see these lineups it's just like they're stacked and they have basically like a full-on staff to just like right it's you know clockwork and you know it really was just like four of us or five of us really i, I think like it was audrey donnie manny and myself that right. really there's other people that are involved and things happen but um I thought, I, th- I thought it was a super positive experience. And from my understanding, it's happening again next year. That's not an official announcement, but I, obviously they have to figure out if it's going to be the same venue or where it's going to be. But from my understanding, they're, they're trying to, you know, we're trying to go bigger and better from, right. you know, take it up a notch and, okay. um, but there's things to figure out. So, I mean, I don't know i'm i'm assuming it it'd be a
1: festival so what's that it's not fire festival <laughs>
0: oh no <laughs> i would be very <laughs> upset if i was involved with something like that that i i, I would like apologize to everybody like i'm like i'm everybody. so sorry i
1: <laughs> oh ryan
0: because that's just not uh it's not that's not okay you know you're you know, asking people to perform and put their time into it. And then it's just like, it's not up to par. you know, there's not like a professional, professional,
1: professionalism Mm
0: -hmm. in there, you know?
1: Right.
0: What I really tried to pride myself on just because word travels and just it's people remember how you treat them. That's the big, that's the biggest thing.
1: They sure do. Yeah.
0: Either it's just, you know, you're being polite and, kind to someone or we either you're having a shit day and you take that out on somebody or whatever and it's just like you ruin a you know. So it's that's what I always try to keep in mind whenever I'm out there and just working with people just because or even when I'm just eat you know on email with anyone just shit happens. That's <laughs> that yeah. that's, that's that's uh that's the perfect motto for the, the field that we work in. But um but yeah no i'm I'm excited for what's to come of that i think there's a very bright future there it's uh i think it's i've never been like a part of something that was so organic like literally from like the start of it i guess because i've only you know i've done a couple festivals where it's just like you're working with like this like for instance, good looks and I did La La Palooza in July, like two completely different things, but like still the same like experience, I guess, you know? Right. So, but yeah. no, thank you for, thank you for asking. I appreciate that.
1: Yeah. It was a super positive experience. I think for all the artists, we had an amazing time and I was just thrilled to be a part of it. So.
0: Oh yeah. That's what I love to hear, I'm. Uh, I'm glad everyone had A good time, I mean, that's what it's it's about,
1: totally,
0: especially with the performers. Gotta make sure they're taken care of.
1: Happy campers, yeah. <laughs>
0: um, I think, I think, uh, it just came back to me. Oh, you know what? You know what it was that I was gonna transition uh. into? It, yeah, it hit me. Um, art, <laughs> artists or bands that like influence you as a person or just like your sound and like who would be based on that question? Like, would there be any like dream collaboration where you're like, Oh my God, like that, that's, I can't believe I would get to work with that person. Like I'm curious. I always, I, this this is just such a um, interesting question to me. Like when I talk to people that make music, just cause it's like,
1: I know I, um, it's a it very, so much. I always say, and it's like kind of a cop-out. Like I listen to everything. I listen yeah. to fucking everything. Like I listen to every genre. Um, I'm not, you know, in or not into anything. I like everything. Um, you know, like I grew up and I loved country music and like <laughs> indie rock and alternative rock and punk and grunge and, um, metal even, you know, like back in the day and like, uh, pop punk. And now I love pop music too. And then I like had an affair with like EDM. I was like, Ooh, I was that <laughs> a brief moment in time. And obviously love R&B, love R&B music so much. And so, um, you know, by genre, there are people that, I, you know, really stick out to me, but I'd say, you know, personal influences that like, not even to compare myself to, but people that really um, inspire the music that I make would be Like a Tovlo in the pop lane or alternative pop lane because I think she's really badass and just like she's amazing feminist character and she her lyrics and her songs are just so good and she says what she thinks and she writes it down and it becomes a record and I think that you know I pull from that like I want to say things that are not necessarily shocking or revolutionary, but that are honest, at least to me. And I don't want to shy away from the words that you know that are in my head. Um, and then SZA, just beautiful music, and you know her melodies, her voice, all of it inspires me. And then I was talking to someone about this today, but Post Malone, I love. I think that would be a dream collaboration, just because I love the music that he makes, and I, I, you know, don't rap, but I do like to sing sometimes without structure like rap sing is what i like to call it and that's not in every song but it is in some of them so like sad little rant would be an example of that as a song of mine that's out um i think that doing a record with Post would be a dream come true but there are just endless endless artists that i look up to and respect and they're all different they're all really different from one another um i've been a rihanna fan my whole life but who hasn't <laughs> i'm obsessed with her um yeah, the list just goes on and on and on and on um i think doing a collaboration with a band would be really cool too like a full band um that exists um can't think of any at the top of my head but i'm sure i'll think of them when we're not on this uh call but yeah i mean just i respect music in every genre and category and I, I really do like to write it in every genre and so just, you know, I can't wait to like those doors kind of open up a little bit more and a little bit more and I can have, you know, more wherewithal in terms of who I can collaborate with um, because I'm really looking forward to it. Wow.
0: That, I love that just because I feel the same way as like a listen, you know, big music fan. Like it just depends on what day or mood I'm in. But right. as someone that creates, I think that's just like the coolest thing ever. Cause it's like, you gotta, I, th- I feel like you got, you know, no matter what you do, you got to pull inspiration from kind of everywhere. Just a little bit of from here, a little bit of there, and then you can kind of really make something special. Yeah. So that that's, that's cool. And the, the, the post Malone that I, I could, I, when you said it, I, I kind of could hear it. Like you guys would definitely sound yeah. good together. Just like
1: it's random as fuck, but I feel like it could work. <laughs>
0: oh yeah. I mean, I'm, Oh, you know, I, Hope one day that we can look back, you know. And you're just like, remember when I said that? Yeah, I just it happened. I'll be like, yeah.
1: Yeah. I'll be like, oh. <laughs> dream. We
0: are- yeah, yeah, don't don't forget about me, you know. Shoot, <laughs> <I'm->
1: <laughs> never. <laughs> no,
0: <laughs> thank you. Nah, no, that's that's cool. You're, who knows? That, that that's, I think that's such a cool thing about like being creative or whatever, or even just doing something like this. It's like you don't know what can happen, you know, like
1: the world's our oyster, man.
0: Absolutely. And that's, you know, being a content creator or whatever Mm -hmm. podcast person or just whatever, whatever, you know, or musician, artist, singer, you know, you know, I mean the mark, you know, the, the, uh, what, what do you uh, think about like the marketplace? I don't know if you like think of that too much just like because there's like with like the emergence of TikTok and just like I feel like there's artists that you know just are banned just someone new is coming out of the woodworks like every day yeah so it's like the competition or just like not that the market's saturated but there's just like a lot of like really talented people out there I mean I think that's a product of like the internet you know just being so open and
1: yeah, I think our, about it, our
0: phones, you
1: know, <laughs> it's definitely like a stressful idea, like as an artist and, you know, like it, it does feel like that. And like, it sucks that, you know, even to say the word competition, but it is true. We'd be lying to ourselves if we didn't look at it through that lens, at least part of the time. And um, there are just so many talented people out there. And the cool thing about it is that so much of it is in our hands. And I think you know a lot of major labels are scrambling because they're like not able to control the narrative for everybody anymore. Like people can do what they want, and these artists can be independent, and they can survive, and they can make money, and they can sell merch, and they can go on tour. And um, I don't know. It's it's a really interesting time for music. But I think if you look back at like the last seventy or so years, like when has it not been? You know, like when has it not been this new thing is introduced and now things are changing, or this new thing is introduced and now things are changing. There's always been that, um, and so I mean I'm no expert, but I, I just you know try to like think about it in that way. Like there's always going to be the next new thing. There's always going to be the app now or whatever. Like there's always going to be a talent, and um, not everyone can can make it to the top. But I think what's cool also is that so many of us are like we don't have to (laughs) like, you don't like, you can be a really successful artist and songwriter and maybe only 7,000 people buy your shit, you know, but if they're loyal to you and like you make a living, like who can look at you and say that you haven't made it. I mean, it's really different for everybody. Um, but I think artists need to decide for themselves, like what makes them happy and, and what limits that they're, you know, wishing to attain and when enough is enough. Um, yeah, but it, it's a really good question. I don't know the answer to it because it's <laughs> stressful.
0: Uh, I mean, that's just such an interesting perspective just because like just at least, you know, in my lifetime, it's like I remember I got, you know, I was in first grade or second grade, elementary school, young elementary school kid. You know, I got a Walkman with, you know, an sync CD. Hell that was yeah. My first, yeah. <laughs> you know, that was my, you know. Bye bye bye. (laughs) That was my jam, you know. That was my fuck. That was my jam back then. Still is. If it comes on, I'm like, oh, shoot. But anyways, (laughs) um, you know, from the evolution from CDs to I think the first, if we want to call it a streaming service, uh, Napster was like a big thing. And then kind of the piracy thing happened with like LimeWire. And that's when everyone kind of went into a panic. Lime Wire. I'm not gonna but, say, not, you know, but don't come after me, feds. You know, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, w- I was just a young kid, I didn't know what I was doing.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: and then the whole, well, LimeWire and iTunes kind of went hand in hand, like, because it was like you had to buy music, you know, not instead right. of CDs. And then people found out how to download it. And then the blog era, just like how songs would be released on blogs. And then obviously, then the streaming services. And now we're kind of like in like the TikTok wave of I don't know. It's based on what you said, not the you know rant on rant too long here, but it's kind of like you gotta like I feel like it's all about adapting and like just like being aware of what's going on. I don't know. I I've I'm not as in deep in the creative process, obviously. So I kind of like look at it from afar, but it's um okay. it's uh I don't know, it's interesting. I mean, I mean the technology. The way technology is advancing, it's like totally. Uh, but yeah, that could be another hour-long segment. But cool, that's that's a, a good refreshing take from you. Thank that, you. <laughs> uh, no problem. What? Um, one one thing I always uh, ask any of my artist friends or anyone I really have on the show, you can answer this question. You know as deeply or just as lightly as you want to but i love just like talking about mental health and just like as a being as a creative and all that um is is there any struggles that you go through or any you know (laughs) as i mean you kind of alluded to earlier just like with i don't mean to highlight again but stage fright and just Mm -hmm. you know i guess the, the anxieties of being an artist or whatever but is that like a something that you go through or deal with be as being a creative person or is it just or like i don't know take it's a weird thing to ask somebody but like i don't know i'm always curious just to like open that discussion just to show like people that really listen to you and support you that like you're just a real human too so um feel free to touch light on that as you may or if you don't want to answer that at all that's so totally cool you know but i'll yeah put i will out say there.
1: I've had mental health problems since I was, like, like treated for mental health issues since I was, like, 15, 14. Okay.
0: Um,
1: and if I think back to even earlier than that, there were things going on that were obviously unaddressed because you're a kid and you're like, I don't know. You yeah. know what I mean? How vocabulary right. to express the things that I'm feeling and the things that are going on in my head. And so I'm very open and very shameless about everything that I've experienced. And I think as these things apply to being an artist, like, of course – you know, you're activated more. I don't want to say than the average person, because I'm an average per. We're all average people. But um, I think if I were working um, a nine to five or any kind of other job, I can't say that the stresses would bring out, you know, other sides of my mental health and it would affect other sides of my mental health. I don't know because I'm not living it. But I think being an artist and like being in front of people and Being in front of a camera constantly and having to just promote yourself all the time, it can be really draining and depleting and taxing and tiresome. And sometimes it can feel very fraudulent because, you know, like say you're performing a song and it's a happy song or it's a sexy song or it's a sad song. Like that day you might be happy. You might be feeling all kinds of things. There's so many things going on. in your life and in your head. And you kind of just have to like put that on a back burner and be somebody else. And you wear a mask for so much of it. You're wearing a mask when you're meeting people and you're up and coming. You have to, you know, act like you have it together. You have to have this air of confidence. And it can be very fucking fake, like to be blunt, like (laughs) it can just feel very inauthentic. And, um, you know, a lot of the times I look back on the last few years and the things that you know i've been through and things i've done and accomplished or not accomplished and there's so much self doubt and self hate like i should have done this i mean there's just a multitude of things that being an artist you know presents to you a lot of it being comparison as well like we talk about a new person on tiktok every day just gets lucky and that day their song goes viral now they're you know x y and z and their dreams are coming true and that is endless and you you know really tend to internalize it and be like i suck i'm bad i'm awful and um that can like really wear on your mental health if you don't have a way to kind of combat it. Um, And so, yes, I would say that it does uh, go hand in hand with being an artist. But fundamentally, the reason I started writing songs and the reason that I had an affinity for music growing up was because I was sad and because I was lost and I was scared. And so you know, when I think back to being a little girl or an adolescent or a teen, I think about that. And I think about why I started this to begin with. And then, you know, then it feels more authentic and genuine than just wearing a mask. Um, I don't know, kind of took a turn, but <laughs> no,
0: that was a great, that was, that was really good. I mean, thank you so much for opening up and sharing that Natalie, that I'm sure there's a lot of insight in there that anyone that's listening can kind of take away at least that's what i love about podcasts which is kind of why i ask the question because when i listen and i hear someone that i really admire you know or just like look up to and hear them open up about just like human shit it's like oh well why am i so hard on myself then like so-and-so is like just a normal human being it's all you know what i mean so it's like i always try to like not that that's like giving back, but it's, it's just like a good, fresh perspective. Cause I'm sure there'll be people listening that may come across your music for the first time or are a fan of yours and will appreciate that, you know, insight. So no, <laughs> I, thank you for being vulnerable.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, sorry, I keep burping. <laughs> uh, okay, I
0: haven't even noticed
1: <laughs> It's hard right for me to go an hour. I burp a lot. Um, oh. Yeah. So I I don't know, like, I think it's interesting, like, where I was two years ago, if I saw where I was now, I'd be like, oh, that's so awesome, like, you did all these things, like, you must feel so good about them, and then a lot of days, I really fucking don't, and I think every artist, like, every time you reach a new high, or you do something cool, or you accomplish something, the next day starts, it's on to the next thing, and there's not really even a time to reflect and have gratitude, unless you're forcing yourself to do it, and then you're comparing yourselves, yeah, to people... You know, other people up and up and up, and it—it it just you can never win. Um, there's always a next level or a next echelon that you have to achieve or surpass, and it's so fucking draining. And I'm sure it's like that in every industry. Like people feel that no matter what they're dealing with or who they are. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'd like to speak to that because, um, you know, I'm no picture of success necessarily, but I work really hard, and a lot of times that work does go unnoticed or I don't get the things that I want and I work towards. And that's very human. Um, and yeah, that's just how the cookie crumbles.
0: (laughs) A lot of truth said there, you know, it's always onto the next thing or like once you hit a peak or a goal, then it's like, okay, how can we, uh, yeah, get go even better as you know, sometimes, but sometimes you just need that time to like, really enjoy it or reflect and that's something i've been better at recently just you know even just like after good looks i just took some good time to like not even dive into anything you know just like go to work enjoy myself like life is life and then or even with this podcast too it's like i when i first started i was just grinding out like new episode every week like boom 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 and then like I burnt myself out kind of cause it was like, I felt like I was forcing myself to just like ask people to be on it. Even if I, not that I didn't want to, didn't want anyone on it. It just was like, I was like forcing myself like, okay, who can I get on or whatever, as opposed to like a new approach I took with it is like, for instance, I want to have people on that. I really want to talk to. So
1: right. right. Either huh? it's
0: I release an episode every week or every couple of weeks, or I'm just going at my own pace and enjoying it. You know, I'm not, I don't know. It's, it's all trial and error. You got to figure out what works for you. You know, um, I would, you know, I would do a new episode every week if this is what I was doing full time and making right. a, some sort of income off it. But you know, it's, it's a fun thing. So yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm really glad though, that you shared that. Like um,
1: my happiest days are the days where like I, uh you know like I'm I'm recording a song or I've I cracked the code on a song I'm like oh my god like I wrote this lyric and I've just been trying to figure out what the fuck to put there and I like got it and I'm so proud of it and it doesn't matter what anyone thinks because I'm proud of it um or like you know when I learn something new in my software and I like get good at it and I'm like oh my god like I feel really good about myself and it's music related it's not external shit it's I like this song, and I wrote it, and I'm proud of myself, and that's gonna be enough for today and tomorrow. Um, and it's really hard because that does get lost in translation with the external shit. But under all that and that aside, like this is the stuff that makes me happy, and this is the stuff that makes all artists happy. We wouldn't be doing it; we'd be doing something else because it's too hard.
0: Yeah,
1: the yeah. artist is way too fucking hard. It's really hard. It's a lot of work. It's not easy. And, um, if I didn't love writing songs and making music, I would not be doing this.
0: Right. Cause it, it wouldn't, I mean, it wouldn't be worthwhile. And I think that's why you really see artists or rap, whoever rap any, any, anyone doing anything fade out if they're doing it for the wrong reasons, just cause like they don't have that spark that keep, you know, that love that keeps them going. It's like, right. they just started in it to, well, I think people learn, you know, it's trying to make it music. It's not, it's not a get rich quick or any of that, you know, it's takes a lot of work, a lot of, you know, really the, the whole, uh, what do you call it? That saying of like putting the 10 years in before, like yeah. you really see it. That I yeah. feel like that's so true with music and the music industry and all that, like okay. you really got to pay your dues and figure it out. You know, it's so that's, yeah. That's all fresh. Um, anywho, what uh, what do you like to do? Like more of like in your like N- Natalie Carr's like downtime. Like I'm not, I don't have to do music, or I'm not, I'm taking a break. Like, do you like watching shows or movies or reading or what? Like, what like what's what are you into?
1: I like reading a lot. Um, don't ask me what I'm reading right now because i don't even know like i i mean not recently i've been busy but i I do enjoy reading i'm like holding my shoe um i shout out to the slides yes i'm slamming i'm so excited i love horror movies so much all times of year i fucking love them i fall asleep to them Um, I love, I I wouldn't say love to work out. I don't want to say that because that's not, it's not really part of my external identity. Um, it's just something that I do and I don't do it every day, but I do like to be active. I like to run and lift weights. Um, what else, man? I love, I love to drink beer. I love beer. Um, I was bartending for most of my like Early 20s, and I worked at a few breweries and I still work at a brewery part-time And I love it and part of the reason I do is because I love beer like I just love it So I love having time to like go get a beer with friends. It's like my favorite thing Um, And I love to eat and I like to eat out. I wouldn't even say I'm a good cook, but I really like to eat Um, That's where all my money goes to food and Bev um those are the things I like to do. And I really like to spend quality time with people and I'm very social. Um, so I do like to go out and, and see people and um, that gives me a lot of energy. I would guess I'm extroverted. That gives me a lot of like, you know, cause so much of like my day is spent at that desk and like making content and be like, oh, like well, I have to go do this. And it's, can be kind of isolating. It can feel a little bit alone. And so I really like to like balance that with like being social. Um, I'm just a regular old girl. Yeah. Likes her beer.
0: <laughs> that's so cool. I'm a big fan of beer too. That's
1: yeah. Oh, sweet.
0: Yeah, I don't even. I don't even know that. I think that's so cool. I mean, just. I don't know. I mean, I feel like there's so many other options out there, and like beer, is such like a classic. You know, I, I'll, I'll ten times out of ten drink beer if it's available over like. Like I'd rather, I'd rather much drink beer than like a liquor or like, I mean, I do yeah. love my tequila, but like, um,
1: beer. Yeah. Be- I agree. It's- totally. There's nothing better than, I just love the carbonation. I just love, I love beer. I don't know what it is. I've loved it. Even when I was little, like I would take sips of like my dad's beer, not in like a drunk way, just like, and I like the way this tastes, like it's bread and soda. It's like the two best things and they're just combined and they get you buzzed and yeah. Oh no. I'm a lightweight too. So I don't need to have like, you know, like a lot of people are like, well, I don't want to drink 10 beers. And I'm like, well, I don't, I drink like two and I'm like having a great night and then I go home. Um, <laughs> so obviously I'm really passionate about this. my stance on beer.
0: That's but. I love it. That's I'm, I'm <laughs> here for it. That's uh, what's uh, your favorite. Like if, I mean, that's tough. Cause there's like a lot of like low, there's good, you know, That's like one of my favorite things to do when I'm out of town is try like the local, you know, because honestly, one of my favorite things, I love going to breweries and eating and drinking beer. So
1: it's just like such a nice like pastime of the last like, I don't know. I mean, breweries really like micro breweries only really like blew up the last like, I don't want to say this because I could be wrong, but I think like the last 10 to 15 years, they've gotten really popular. And of course, they existed before that, but there was definitely a bubble of them. And I think, you know, like having a beer with friends and eating pretzels, like, at a, I mean, that's just like, I'm going to look back on like my early 20s. and I'm going to think of moments like that and I'm going to like want them back. Um, and I already know that. But my favorite style of beer is it's hard to say. I like all of them, but I really love um, sours and mixed culture beers so like the funky ones. I really enjoy those. And I really love like Pilsner's um just anything in the lager family that's like clean um and i love saison so a lot of the like fruitier stuff or lighter stuff i love but i do like ipas and i do like dark beers it's just those tend to be a little bit heavier um yeah
0: (laughs) right you can only have a couple of those or one and you're like okay i need to move on to something a little more light and crisp you
1: know Mm -hmm.
0: but that's awesome i didn't know that i'm glad you shared that yeah next we'll have to we'll have to Get a group together and grab some brews next time I'm in town.
1: Next I'm, time you're back in town, we have yeah, to yeah. for sure.
0: I'm I'll, I'll definitely that'll be cool. I'm we'll do it. that's like that's my jam right there. That's my favorite thing. Yeah. Super easy. That's that's the you know, hang out, have a conversation, drink a beer or two. See you later. Yeah. Or, that's- you know, depending on the scenario, if it's like a party or whatever, <laughs> it's like, oh, drank too many beers. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah but that's cool um, yeah I, I think we we crushed it I don't really have anything else those are like everything I kind of had uh, the last thing I really have I always do this I call it closing thoughts it's kind of like your time either you have questions for me or just you want to just like shout your shit out and this is where you can find me this is what I want to say or like not like an announcement, but like, just like be on the lookout for music soon. See it, you know, follow me, whatever, whatever you want to do. But, but like, it's like, it's like the ending of the show.
1: Okay. <laughs> so. I will say thank you so much to Ryan, who's the coolest person ever. And I'm so happy that we're like new friends. Um Finally got to meet. Um, I can't wait to like work with you in the future, um, in whatever capacity. We'll figure that out. But definitely follow me on Instagram. It's Natalie Carr Music. That's Carr with two R's. Um, Twitter and TikTok and Facebook and YouTube, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, and just message me if you were introduced to me on this podcast because that's like my favorite thing ever. Is when people say, "Hey, I love your song," and then they tell me where they found me or where they found it. It just feels very full circle. Um, So absolutely shout me out, shout Ryan out. And just thank you again so much, Ryan.
0: The pleasure is all mine. Natalie, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thanks for being brave and taking a chance on my podcast. But
1: I love your podcast. uh,
0: Thank you. Thank you. It's it's only right with the last name, right? (laughs) All right. Well, thank you. I will talk to you soon. Much love.